Oh, let's start this with music. Asia, that's right, the same Asia who does Heat of the Moment. Good stuff. It's 2022. Happy New Year. I'm listening to 80s music. And you're thinking, that's all that dude listens to. It's not. It actually, I don't have my Spotify playlist up right now, but I don't know if 80s music made the cut, per se. But once again, the Gaslight Anthem did make the cut. They're... Very good band that Chris Poot Papke turned me on to. And uh, I think between them and Eminem and uh, Ronnie Millsap probably had a pretty good run at it too. So, I'm going to turn this down a little bit more. You guys, it's my last night in Michigan, my last night home. And I got to say it's been an awesome trip. Yes, even with the snow. You know, it's, I was supposed to be back on January 4th, and today is technically the 6th, because it's 12.32 a.m., so a couple things I want to talk about. First of all, I'm not going to put a totally happy face on 2021. There was, I mean, we lost a lot of good people, yes, including Betty White, but and that's, that's a bummer. She seemed like an awesome woman. But I'm talking about, you know, people I know have lost their husbands, wives, um, sons. It's like, it's been hellacious, man. You know, on top of all the COVID and blah, you know. Um, I mean... Losing your your wife on Christmas Eve? Are you kidding? Terrible. Like what? Losing your son before the holidays? Losing your husband before the holidays? It's like, good God. Ugh. It's, it's, I say that because, you know, everyone who knows me is like, yeah, he's always in such a good mood. <laughs> Unless you know me really well, then you know him can be crabby as hell. But... It can be hard, man. I don't want to put on any like false expectations. And that kind of leads me into what what this podcast is about. Yes, goals are always a big deal. So I look around and I think to myself, okay, I've really been doing some introspection over these past few months since I left, right? And... You know, I'm going to start with the bad. Like, being up here, it's been seriously been great. I got to play a show. I got to see, I mean, the number one thing is I got to be with my family for, um, you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And got to see Camden and his mom and Whitney and the kids and her husband James. It's like, that 
really is what life is all about, dude, is family. That's why it's so hard for the, the people I know who've lost family members. I mean, what the hell, the hell, what the hell else is there? That's it's, uh, it's very rough. So, but I, you know, I look around and I think to myself, like, okay, where do how do I even begin this subject? I guess one way, one way to say it is that I've always, when I talk to older people, I'm like, did you ever move out of the area? And they say no. And I'm like, why the hell not? And they just never wanted to. To each their own, that's fine. But I think to myself, like, I have got to get the hell out of here. Because it's all just the same. It's like, not that I'm better than anyone. In fact, I know I'm not. <laughs> You know, but you look at like, okay, just sometimes I think to myself when I hear, I just, I look around, and I think fucking just dumb youpers sometimes. I know what a dick headed thing to say, but you know what I mean? It's like, you just, you want to get something a little different out of life. It's like, it's all the same, you know, with, uh, go to the same places, see the same people. You think there's, there's more to life out there. Now, like I said, I've, I've moved away before I've. Spend 10 years out of the UP, living out west and down south, not including this move to Florida. So, you know, it, this time it's it's different because, like I said, I'm leaving more behind. So a lot of mixed emotions. Like, I couldn't wait to get back. And now that I'm getting ready to leave, it's the night before, I'm kind of sad about leaving, you know. And... I'll be honest with you guys, I am thinking about moving back, and then I think to myself, if and when I move back, that's going to be the last time I ever move away, ever, like, you can say you got, you got it out of my system, or or whatever, which is actually one of the reasons that it keeps me gone a little bit longer, because I, I know I'm not going to be doing it again. You know, so I think to myself, okay, what would keep me down there? And the thing is, you know, like, my cousin Deanna's there, my cousin Tim's there, but it's not like we hang out all the time. So I don't have my, really, what it really always comes down to is your people, man, your family and your people. And it's been, you know, I don't want to bore you guys, but it's been harder to put a band together down there than I thought it would be. Um, I was supposed to have a couple auditions this weekend. If I get back down there in time, I can... Um, figured out, but I'm also kind of making plans to be up here this summer. And then I think to myself, okay, what do I really want out of life? Because that's what this is about, man, is me. I don't want to just, I had to move, you know, because I've been dreaming about it for 18 years, ever since I left LA. And, uh, so there was nothing that was going to stop me. I have no regrets in that, even though it kind of, it cost me my job at Mission Point, it's fine. Because... A life unexamined isn't worth living, is what they say, which is harsh, because, yeah, life is worth living. But I have been examining the shit out of mine, and I, it's that's important to me, because, you know, that whole thing about, like, well, 30 years from all, you don't want to look back and wonder what if. It's like, I won't do that. I can't. So, I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, um, I wasn't going to tell you guys all this, but, you know, why pretend that I have it all together? I don't have it all together. Musically, I'm looking at um, 
revamping Night Screamer, changing the name to NS, shortening it, and getting one of my old singers back. Um, and with and that will be exciting too because it'll be kind of a different vision where maybe instead of just being eighties fist pumpers, we would do some newer stuff. And um, it's it's I don't want to mention who the singer is yet, but she was she's a powerhouse vocalist and. Um, she's been with us before, and she plays piano, guitar, and is awesome. So she's excited about stuff. So I thought, well, maybe I, I said maybe 10 shows a year, nothing major. And then I have another idea for a side project that would kind of be a, a, another main project of mine with Steve and Brian because we have so much fun, like when with this last, last show we played, you know, it just it's pretty effortless, and those guys, they can both sing, and um, you know, it's I not that I ever took it for granted up here, but I guess you do take things for granted for granted a little bit. But having cool people to jam with, um, and having a place to jam where you don't have to pay. I mean, you know, we play in Steve's basement, or I've got a basement, or whatever. It's nice because, and then I can be myself, you know what I mean? It's like, people know me, I know people, it's nice. Um, so yeah, that's why I think about moving back. Now, I also think to myself, well, it's not a done deal though, because what if the band falls again? I've auditioned for, I'll tell you this, as a drummer, it's important to me that I've auditioned for bands on there. And so far, every band I've auditioned for has offered me the job, which means a lot to me as a drummer. It's like, oh, I still got it. Um, I guess that's not totally true. The one band, Feather Cap, I auditioned for, we haven't heard back yet, but the audition got cut, got cut short because his neighbors complained. Uh, and then I have to think to myself, well, what do I do? Do I still try to put a band together while I'm down there to see what happens? And what if that takes off and... You know, that's why I think, okay, it'd be very cool if I could legit be a snowbird. And that's why I don't mind. For a while, I was I was freaking out about, like, what am I going to do for work? And now I'm like, you know what? I've got a little bit of a cushion, thanks to some friends and thanks to uh, Robin Hood. <laughs> thanks to one friend. Let's just face it. Roberta's helped me out. <laughs> but, uh... The van I got, I did borrow money from her. So, you know, and then I borrowed, it's like, hey, let me borrow a little extra cash. I don't know if I should put that out there. Whatever. Point is, she's, I said, just be patient with me the next time I pay you back. So, shout out to her for that. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> what else? So, I think to myself, okay, I don't care about climbing any corporate ladder. I'm going to, my plan is to retire in 14 years. I've got financial goals between now and then. I just want to work a job where, I'm not completely miserable, and I don't have a bunch of responsibilities. So, if I could do that in both places, I mean, I got a round-trip ticket from Tampa to Hancock for $300, dude. Yeah, United screwed up a little bit, but whatever. I'm still flying back for cheap. So, um, you know, it's funny when I do these podcasts, I always think, Write it down. What else are you going to talk about? Um, one thing I will mention that I was going to do a podcast on. 
And it's funny that, not haha, but that the date that this happened, I'm going to kind of butcher the details, but June 4th, 2004 was the worst day of my life. That's when we uh, lost my nephew and his dad to the house fire in Chassel. Well, coincidentally, I didn't know this because of my, my whole world was turned upside down. I didn't care about anything else. That very same day in a town, I think it's in Colorado or South Dakota, one it was in a very rural town, some guy went on a complete rampage. He had a fortified bulldozer. You might have heard about this. And he tore up his town. It'd be like driving through Chassel. He just he ripped apart City Hall, businesses, and they couldn't stop him, man. They they were shooting 50 cal caliber guns at him, trying to use end loaders. This guy, um, I think his name, either the town's name was Grady or his name was Grady. And uh, this guy was an amazing welder, and he bought this um, bulldozer, like I said, and it took him, uh, you know, six months, I think, for him to, to fortify it. And he kept thinking to himself, as he's doing it, he's like, he made a little cassette tape. He's like, I couldn't believe that nobody caught me doing it. I was waiting for them to catch me and stop me and ask me what I'm doing. He he took that as a sign from God that he was supposed to do it. He he was so upset with the, the rules that City Hall were screwing him with that he was in the hot tub one day and he... uh he said a peace came over him, and he knew what he had to do. He got the idea to rip apart the town with a bulldozer. And he said they gave him peace, and he had a mission. And once he started that mission, there was a part of him, like I said, that wanted to be stopped. He wanted people to find him, and he almost got caught a couple times, but when they didn't say anything, he took that as a sign from God that he's got to keep going. And it's like, oh, man, that's scary because I've had situations like that where I think, oh my God, this is the sign that I need to, you know, we all have our little moments where we think it's a sign from God or whatever to, to do something or not do something. Um, the reason, by the way, that didn't make the headline news, it may, maybe it did for a day, but I, and I remember this, Ronald Reagan died the next day, June 5th, 2004. So that got all the, the media coverage. And like I said, my whole world was upside down, losing Corey and his uh, his dad and almost losing my niece Whitney that I didn't care about anything. I did you know, I wouldn't have cared if California fell into the ocean. I'd be like, yeah, I, I don't care about any of that. The point of the whole story though, that I'm telling you this is think about that guy used, he, he used his, his, all his talents and all his skills and powers and everything. he, he used them for evil. He became the, kind of a monster. And by the way, at the end of that, when they when they they finally get his his bulldozer finally leaked transmission fluid after just going crazy in town, um, the guy shot himself and killed himself. And then even then, it took him all night to get into the to bulldozer because he had that thing fortified. Jordan Peterson talks about how. I guess it's I, I'm, it's a bad segue, but he's he says, and I'm betraying it, but be a monster, but not like that. Um, we all have the potential to do really good or really evil things, you know? And when we hold ourselves 
sometimes it's empowering to think of all the stuff you could do. I know what I, I've, if I've been in a situation where I felt really attacked or whatever, I'm like, you know what? I, I could go buy a gun and kill everybody in this room. <laughs> I would never do it. But you think to yourself, like, like you could, but you're choosing not to. And that, it's a weird mind game you play with yourself when you're feeling unempowered. When you feel disenfranchised like that, though, you're, we're made to not, that doesn't feel right and it sucks. Um, yeah, crazy story, man. Like, I'm also going to do a pretty big podcast on how important it is to have direction in your life and it really saves you and that's going to be a kind of a big one but I've been thinking about that so much this past past three months especially like looking for like what am I what is it I'm going to do what is it that's important to me and I think it takes moving away to really appreciate what you have you know I don't know I feel like I'm missing something I hope everyone's having a good new year so far We'll keep you guys posted on the plans. Um, I guess just remember, man, none of us have it all figured out. And we're all kind of shooting in the dark. And really, our family and friends really are the most important things we have. Losing them is just terrible. It's, it's I just posted this on one of my friends uh, who lost somebody. I said... I'm to the point now where when somebody passes away, I'm actually grateful if I'm not close to them because I don't have to grieve then. <laughs> and that's terrible. But when you have to, when you lose people, you realize like what that does to you. It rips your whole world apart. Nothing else matters. You know, it's terrible. So God bless anyone who's dealing with that stuff. We're thinking about you. And, oh, 18 minutes in. I'll be back in Tampa tomorrow. And like I said, I'll keep you guys posted. Thank you so much for listening to the Cairo Enviro podcast. I'm going to be getting some guest people on here. I've been doing these by myself way too long. So, see you later.